to go. All right, everybody, let's uh, let's get this over with. As Will and Jordan said prior to the show, this is Will Goodwin logging on with Jordan Hawthorne. This is Load the Box. Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Happy New Year, everybody. The new year was not rung in particularly happily uh, for the Minnesota Vikings yesterday afternoon in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Packers, as the show is titled, got their revenge on the Vikings in resounding fashion, 41 to 17. It was over at halftime. Um, It was 41 to three at one point. It was about as ugly as it could have possibly been in a game in which the Vikings had a chance to climb up towards the one seed. Um, Jordan, first thoughts, first reactions after the drubbing yesterday. Uh, game got so bad that even uh, me, like me, my father, and my brother, um, who were watching the game together, we all unanimously agreed to shut it down. <laughs> and me and my brother played each other in the fantasy football championships this week, and so he had a player. You know, we but I think we both had people in like the San Francisco game. We ended up just putting on the San Francisco game after I think the Cousins strip sack. Uh, hmm. in the at the beginning of the second half, like we made them go three and out and get the ball, and then it's like, okay, well, now's the time if you're gonna make a comeback, yeah. it's it starts now. And and after that strip sack, we were like, can we just switch over? And we and we ended up watching that. I won, by the way, even though I had Justin Jefferson who got me all of two fantasy points, uh, with his uh one catch for 15 yards. Um, super frustrating game. I think the most frustrating part about it for me is I'm now logging on to my social media, which like my social media under my name, I don't typically get a lot of Vikings stuff because I'm in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So I get Bengal stuff in Ohio state and then like my personal life stuff. And I'm getting people sharing memes about how Jaya Alexander owns Justin Jefferson now. The rivalry has been won. And so I put on the ticko, because after these big losses, I'm one that I'm, you know, I'm a sell loser. Or I, you know, I, I sulk and I do all that. I don't really put the stats that the Vikings had because they were bad uh, on the ticko. I just put nonsense. And for, for this one, I said, you know, national media declares Jair Alexander, uh, like Justin Jefferson's new daddy or something like that. Uh, despite five previous matchups, um, showing that Justin Jefferson kind of owns that defense. I think that they finally said after five games, let's make someone else beat us. They triple teamed him pretty regularly, uh, which is a first for the Vikings this season, I think we can say. And nobody, no, nobody stepped up. And it's becoming more and more apparent to me just how it really does feel like it is Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson uh cousins i'm not gonna fault him um no matter how bad tony omo blames everything that went wrong on sunday on cousins refusing to go on one instead of on two um i'm not gonna fault cousins uh you know his his pro bowl tackle goes out his center goes out correction his backup center goes out um pressure was coming up the middle pressure was coming from everywhere um Tight windows because nobody could get open. Hawkinson had some key drops early in the game. Uh, special teams has a really good play and then a really bad play the next time they're out there. I mean, just you can go through the whole entire game, and I, I don't see blaming Cousins for this one, but to me it is indicative that 
we we need to draft a wide receiver with our first pick in this draft and that's no indictment on Jefferson that's just if the if the Packers are going to put three men on him everybody else is in single coverage get a wide receiver that can beat single coverage it doesn't even have to be a draft pick it just can't be Adam Thielen it's it's time it's time to take him behind the shed yeah yeah I mean it's 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 sad but it's true I think the uh the book's been sort of written on Adam Thielen as the season has gone on. You know, he had sort of his I'm still here game um, in week three against the Lions um, where he sort of picked up the slack for Jefferson, who was also double teamed and held most of that game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, apart from the uh, monstrous KJ Os- Osborne performance against the Colts, there's not been a whole lot of help from the wide receivers this year. And, um you know, Thielen is still somewhat, you know, they still old reliable on, you know, third down if you need a conversion or something, but he's, uh, he can't separate anymore. He's not quick anymore. He's definitely lost a step. And I mean, in some ways it's just, it's sad to see because of what he has meant to the team and the franchise and the state, quite frankly, for the past decade. Um, how everyone is sort of, I mean, his Jersey has to be the best selling Jersey in the state. Um, and just the way that, you know, everyone rallies behind the hometown kid. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's probably time to move on from him. I think KJ Osborne is a fine wide receiver three. Um, and I don't think there's any need to move on from him um, unless you can, you know, actually improve. Um, but yeah, I agree. There needs to be improvement there. Um, Hawkinson is generally pretty reliable and solid. He had a couple plays early in the game yesterday, which, there was that third down, I believe, on our first or third drive. It was the one – it might have been the drive after the field goal, the goal line field goal, um, where Kirk lofted one over the top to Hawkinson. And he – it wasn't necessarily a drop, but he got his hands on it. You got to catch that ball. Yeah. Um, and then there was also one, maybe the drive after that, where he caught one in the middle and got hit, and he dropped it. Um, so – there are some moments with him where I don't love his it, – it, and I'm not going to question his toughness. That's not by any stretch what I'm saying, but maybe his inability to fight through contact is maybe maybe what I would say. But um, that's a small critique for a Pro Bowl tight end. But um, I agree with that. I think there needs to be improvement at the wide receiver and just gen- in general the pass-catching position. Um I want to just, you know, as we're talking about the receivers, just touching on the Jefferson Jair thing, it's, uh, it doesn't really matter um, what Jair wants to say. I mean, after the game, he's getting interviewed with his big, you know, one of those big hats. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen those. I've seen them. Um, and you can tell the Packers, you know, as they deserved yesterday, were gloating a little bit and um, kind of basking in the glory. Um and it's it's an interesting sort of thing, twofold. One, Jefferson has owned the Packers, as you said. Um, so one game in which he is shut down, sure, give them their flowers. They did well. They, they didn't let the best receiver in football beat them. Great job. Um, you have to tip their hat to, the, to Joe Barry and the way the defense stepped up. Um, but, I mean, Jefferson was asked about it after the game, and he basically said, it's just talk. <laughs> and... He's right. I mean, if I'm the Packers and I'm Jair Alexander, 
deep down, I don't want to face Justin Jefferson in the playoffs because it will be at us bank stadium and it will probably be a game in which Jefferson goes off. Um, and so there's, again, it's, it's not really even worth talking much more about just because it's like you said, four or five examples of Jefferson roasting their defense and, one game in which it goes the other way. So my issue, uh, my issue, and I don't want to cut you off, but I, I, I don't want you to like get into something else because I do want to address if we play Green Bay again. Because now the fun thing to talk about on Twitter is like Vikings beat the Giants, and basically the Vikings end up playing, uh, I think Philly, and the Packers end up playing San Francisco, and then we end up meeting in like the NFC Championship game in sure. Minnesota, and that's what everybody is on. Oh, that's I've seen that a few times on Twitter. People speculating about that and how fun that would be um, to get to play like you know the 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 Eagles and the Packers with a potential Super Bowl on um, you know being on the line and. I don't want to play the Packers again. No, do I really? I like it. It really does seem like you can you can say okay, three guys on Jefferson, he's out of the game, and that's not a that's not anything against Justin Jefferson. Do, like, do people remember when they were literally putting three guy? They were putting a safety over top of Calvin Johnson, and then two guys at the line of scrimmage on him. So if he tried to run inside, they could hit him, and if he tried to go outside, they could hit him, and then they could. They had three guys on him constantly, and so Justin Jefferson is getting that. I, I'm sure the Packers. You know, if KJ Osborne would have went for 250 yards yesterday and three touchdowns, the Packers wouldn't have changed a thing because I think Green Bay, you know, they didn't want to be the team that Jefferson breaks a record against if he has a big day. And and I'm sure Chicago is going to employ something similar because they don't want to be the team that lets Justin Jefferson break a record against them. And so let let's say what let's say any let's say the Giants say we're going to triple team Jefferson in the playoffs. Right now, I don't trust KJ Osborne to step up and be up and in a big moment, be the guy that we go to on a key, you know, third down. Hawkinson has some drops issues. Also, he's not really that electric with the ball after the play. He is a good big bodied tight end. I like Hawkinson a lot, but he's not like Kelsey where he can be the focal point of an offense. And, and Adam Thielen is, is over that hill. And it, and it really sucks because, like, I, Adam Thielen is, I think, the guy everybody wanted to see bring a Super Bowl to Minnesota. It would have meant more to him than anybody else. But, like, I don't trust anybody on this offense aside from Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, if you put three guys on him, I, I don't know that the offense is doing much, especially sure. if it's three <clears throat> guys on him and then stack the box, load the box. I guess we should plug our own show. But, like, and then load the box <laughs> – so that way you can't run the ball. Like it just seems like a defensive scheme that really could show. I, there's always that thing every yeah. season with the Chiefs, where it's like, oh, the Chiefs is it figured out? Did the NFL catch up to Pat Mahomes? The NFL might have caught up with the Minnesota Vikings, and it is as simple as put three whole guys on Justin Jefferson, and then don't let Dalvin Cook get running lanes. So I don't know. I'm concerned. I actually have legitimate concerns. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Um, I think what I would point to as maybe the optimistic side of that or the, uh, you know, the glass half full side of that is so Jefferson has had a few of these games this season now where it's been sort of like a meager output. Um, I think if I'm remembering right week two, yep. Week two at Philadelphia, he got next to nothing. Darius Slay was all over him. Um, 
week three against the Lions. The Lions were very aggressive, um, very handsy, got a few penalties called against them, but they were also just double teaming, had a guy over the top all game. They shut him down. He had 14 yards. After that, and then maybe throw in the New York Jets game where he had like 40 yards or something. But after that, I I don't know if exactly, but almost every game he had 100 yards receiving. So what that tells me is teams have had have had periodic success shutting him down. But this coaching staff also has the ability to adjust. And I do believe that there is an enough offensive creativity and strokes of genius. I'm not calling O'Connell or Wes Phillips geniuses, but there's, there is something in their minds that, and you saw it last year with the Rams where they're able to scheme guys open and if it takes a game where they need to force feed KJ Osborne 10 times to finally force the defense to show a little respect to somebody other than Justin Jefferson, I think they'll do it. Um, and then Indianapolis game was, was, you know, a proof of the trust that Osborne has with cousins um, and what he can do if he has given an opportunity. So I think there maybe is an uh, there maybe is something now where other teams can look on tape and see like oh the Packers might have figured out how to shut down Jefferson, but this has also happened a few times and the Vikings have found a way to respond. So I'm I mean that kind of leads into the sort of next thing right I mean this this game was horrendous this game was terrible. Um, there's the whole question of how can a team win 12 games, 11 by one score and then get obliterated twice and blown out a third time. But the other question, right, is next week, are the Vikings even going to play starters? Um, and I, I, I know O'Connell addressed the media today. I haven't had a chance to catch up on what he said, but um, there's a decent chance that next week starters wouldn't play, just considering the relative lack of importance to the game. Um, so I don't know, from your perspective, would you want to see starters play for a quarter, for a half? anything no 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 no. don't play them i you're not you're you're out of the one seed um i'm not the type of person who tanks to get a better playoff position um like i there was as soon as we went down i think three or four possessions against the packers uh my dad said something about like you we just just take the three seed we don't want to play green bay if they get in anyway and i was like well no like i want to be the two seeds that way you know, if we end up in the championship game and Philly loses, we we get a home championship game. I want as many mm-hmm. home games as possible, yada, yada. Um, but at this point, O'Neal likely done for the season. Um, yeah. Uh, Bradbury, I get maybe I, – I don't, I don't know Bradbury's situation. Hope, but uh, we, need, we need to just trot out the backups. One, maybe, you know, some of the backups can impress you enough to start getting some reps – Maybe in place of Adam Thielen, uh, you know, Jalen Naylor looks all right in garbage time. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just entertain it. But um, no, I think you you start evaluating younger talent in the last week of the season. You let everybody rest up. You let everybody shake off the um, the stink of the Green Bay game, and you you honestly start prepping for I think the New York Giants because I I think the Giants might be locked in. 
There's six. Yeah. Yep. So I, I, if you, if you, I don't want to say tank, but if you bench all of your stoutos, you can basically just approach it as a bye week, and then you get you, you know, you get the Giants. It's it would be guaranteed yeah. because there's no way the Vikings can fall to foe. They'd be locked in as the three if they lose to Chicago. I mean, the backups could go out there and win, and you know, certain balls can bounce certain ways, and the Vikings can end up the two seed. But I, I just think that the best case scenario for this Vikings team is benching everybody not benching i don't want to say benching because that has a negative connotation is resting everybody and letting yeah just let it letting it go let's okay it's a new season it's playoffs now and i don't know that's my mindset are you do you do you agree do you disagree how because i get the preseason approach of play a couple drives or something yeah i don't know i mean there's not a whole lot of value from playing i think the the only thing is if you feel as a team that you want your starters to shake off some of the, as you said, the negative taste or whatever you called it. Um, there is something to that. Like the last time you went out there, you got your lunch handed to you and I don't Maybe you want to go out there for a few drives, write the ship a little bit and then call it a day. But even that just invites maybe a sort of continued negativity of, what if they struggle to ball, move the ball against the Bears? And what if the, you know, what if there's some negative things that happen? I mean, God forbid somebody gets hurt. Right. There's there's things to it where it's like your season could be over if Justin Jefferson, you know, gets rolled up on. In, Can I also you know, just pitch in here? The only the only pot the only way we move up. The only way our seeding changes is this, it, it. San Francisco has to lose to the David Blau-led Arizona Cardinals. I don't foresee that happening. happening. I don't foresee that happening. Why risk it? Well, I mean, like you're yeah. saying, Justin Jefferson gets rolled up on and has a high ankle sprain and can't go next week. Like, what, what's the yeah. point? I mean, why? Yeah. Why even risk it? Yeah, I mean, that that would be the season. <laughs> like, yeah. Um. And so, and you, you also talk about injuries. I mean, and let, we, we also need, just need to address too, like at the preseason, this, this coaching staff was very conservative. Yeah. Nobody played. And so you could almost, like you said, view this as a preseason game where nobody plays. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just, there's not a whole lot of value to it. And the, the, on the other negative side with injuries, I mean, you mentioned the offensive line. It's just, this team has been relatively healthy for most of the season, which has helped in their ability to win all these close games. I mean, you have your full team roughly available almost every game. But if you lose two of your starters on the offensive line heading into the playoffs, I mean, we saw what Patrick Mahomes was doing in the Super Bowl a couple years ago when he was running for his life. Um, I think both of his tackles were out in the Super Bowl, and it was just a disaster. Yeah, And that's what most people you know consider the best quarterback in the nfl and so if the vikings are down a center and down one of the best tackles in football either side of the of the line um yeah there's that's that's a tough hill to climb and it's not making an excuse for yesterday i think if you know even if bradbury and o'neill played that whole game you know, if bradbury was healthy they probably still don't win that game but looking ahead i mean without those two guys there's 
man. <laughs> that, it's very that, easy to be negative. Call it's, task. It's very easy to be negative. Let's let's take let's take some notes of some positives. Let's let's get the energy up a little bit because it is easy to be negative on this show and to do all of that stuff. The positives in life, as you guys can see, I am back in my basement. I know yes, I'm in sir. a jacket, but it's just because I was wearing my pajama t-shirt and I didn't want you guys to see it, so I just threw on my my little jacket. Smart. I move. have heat. I have heat in my house. It was 60 degrees in Ohio today. Me and my brother went golfing because we had the day off. So, what? Yeah. January <laughs> golf. And let me tell you, Will, I did not shoot my personal best. No one knew it, actually. I was putting terribly. But I was striking the ball very well. And I'm very happy with where my golf game is at going into the spring and the summer months. Um, let's see. Impressive. Oh, this is this, the reason this whole skit existed was because I remembered I wanted to say this on the show. Me and my wife are going to be welcoming our first child into the world come July. We're having a daughter. Her name will be June. I think that's your daughter's Love name. Love it. So, <laughs> is that your? No, uh, my daughter's name is Rosalie. Why? Do, um, no, your son's I, name I, is Jude, and I'm an idiot. Yep. I'm an idiot, and I was like, <laughs> I because I told me to language. It doesn't matter. We'll talk about that after the show. But yeah, there's a lot of good going on in the world. Not to mention. Absolutely. The, this is something we should probably bring up. The Vikings in Week One beat the Green Bay Packers by three possessions. The Vikings lost by three possessions yesterday. And uh, you would think that, like, uh, again, like the Packers, uh, I think, are hanging a banner in Lambeau because of that game. Like, I that game so. meant the world to to Green Bay fans. Yeah, I would have liked to have won it, but, like, okay, we went from being the two seed to the three seed. We locked up the division with the largest comeback in NFL history. I still feel all right about this team. There's some yeah. question marks. Ali Udo is the biggest one of all of the question marks. Uh, but I've said this multiple times on the show. We're playing with house money this season. We're not supposed to be a 12-win team. We're not supposed yeah. to play in a home playoff game. We probably shouldn't even be playing in a playoff game. This is a good sign. This is a, you know, we, we the team is not complete. And I just don't think it is. I think that that's why you have the draft. That's why you get Kwesi, is to build this team in his image. We're still playing with a Rick Spielman team coached by not Rick Spielman's coach. So it those puzzle pieces that don't go on this puzzle. Yep. And it's this weird, beautiful season. Just enjoy it. Let's just, let's just enjoy yeah. it. So I'm going to kick it over to you. Um, I do think we should start wrapping up here shortly. Um, yep. But uh, any positives from this game? Yeah, I mean the uh I can just take a couple positives and final thoughts and give it back to you. Um you mentioned Jalen Naylor. I mean that was a little bright spot. Um first career touchdown, um another long reception. I think Tony Romo joked in the broadcast that if he's not careful he's going to get 100 yards. Um so yeah, I mean there's there's a bright spot there. I mean again a lot of that's just garbage time and <laughs> you're going up against backups of backups and it doesn't really show if you're necessarily <clears throat> ready or not, but it was good to see him get a, get a shot and perform well um, for sure. And I mean, also, yes, the Vikings didn't turn this into a touchdown, but Josh Metellus, um, another blocked punt that's uh, two in two weeks and he doesn't. Uh, yeah. I mean, hats off to him yeah I mean, very good that's uh very good that's elite elite special teams play um from him chris boyd making the pro bowl um 
the Vikings have had some very good special teams play. Greg Joseph missed two kicks yesterday, but both long, both outdoors, both at Lambeau, January, whatever. It's not your favorite, but it's also not like, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Right. Um, the special teams has been mostly good. Um, you know, you give up the kick return touchdown yesterday, which was not ideal, but for the most part, you know, those guys in the special teams unit, again, hats off to Josh Metellus, another huge play yesterday. Unfortunately, it didn't result in a touchdown, but it's a couple bright spots there for sure. And last thought for me is simply, like you said, Jordan, enjoy this. The season's been a blast. Um, just because, you know, the Vikings have gotten to this point where, wow, 12 wins and um, they won the division in week 15. And um, there's all this, you know, sky's the limit sort of talk and all these things. And it's a 12 win team with a rookie head coach and um, a very not good defense. <laughs> and, um, we can talk about this a different time. I think a lot of the defense needs to get shaken up from personnel, from coaches, et cetera. But um, you have to be just excited about this. I mean, this is probably not a Super Bowl team. I think we've kind of known that for a couple months now. Um, but what if it is? But they also, What if it is? <laughs> I mean, this team has had these weird games where they get blown out and then they come back and have the greatest comeback in the NFL's history. Um, they beat Buffalo on the road. Um, you know, they beat New England on Thanksgiving night. Belichick gets beat by his old player. Like, there's all these sort of, like, magical moments with this team and a 61-yard field goal on Christmas Eve. And <clears throat> so you look at those things, there's there's sort of this feeling, and we've talked about this a little bit, right? This, like, feeling of, like, is there, like, destiny going on with this team? What's, right. what's the deal with all these weird miraculous sort of victories and um as soon as we say that we always get beat by like 50 points <laughs> exactly and <laughs> and and even if they lose in the playoffs you know first or second game this season has been a blast and like you said they, they really had no business being in this position and this has been a success and this isn't just me coping with the Packers loss. I've been saying this for two months that this season has been a success regardless of how it all ends up playing out. And like I said, after the Indianapolis game, I was just having an absolute riot watching that game because I had emotionally checked out. I, I thought the game was over. So I was like, I'll just flip it on on mute and just kind of go about my day, watch the game while I do other things. And so as the comeback happened, it was just hilarious. And then seeing the victory was just gravy. So at this point with this season, the further that they go is just gravy to what we've already been given in this season. So it's been fun. It's been a blast doing this show with you. It's been a blast writing for Vikings territory. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about positives, there's a big positive right there. I love it. I love it. New year. So much to be. It's not Thanksgiving. That was a couple months ago. So much to be thankful for. Um, thankful for the sponsor, Unified Athletic Whale. Well. Make sure to check them out um, for all of like your your athletic whale needs. Um, I'll keep it short and brief tonight. Uh, follow the show at LTB Vikings. Uh, follow my wonderful co-host at Will Bad Lose. I, I mean, it's just it's the best Twitter handle in the game. Uh, check out the Bad Loser blog. 
and then of course check out Vikings territory, all that stuff. And then tune in on Wednesday. We are going to preview that Chicago game. There might be more question marks um, because I don't think Kevin O'Connell is just going to say like nobody's playing. You know, I don't. I don't think he's going to be that straightforward with it. Um, but we'll we'll kind of see. But tune in similar, oh, same time, same place uh, as y'all right now. Um, getting into the the kind of final thoughts, I, I really do like the idea of the Vikings being this like they feel like a puzzle that is comp or that is composed of six different puzzles that don't belong together, and like they're just like it's the old. Uh, it's not stereotype, but it's the old uh, adage like, it's a ragtag group of misfits. Like, they don't, you know, they, they shouldn't be here, but they are. And I, I feel like if a, if Packers fans listen to this show, if we were notorious enough to be, you know, to reach across state lines and get hate listens from Green Bay fans, they would make fun of us for this mentality. And I, under the Zimmo regime, was very notorious that Super Bowl, oh, the season was a bust. But the first season of a new head coach, that's just not the case. It's, it's you know, no. the, yeah, you want to see if you do good. And the Vikings are doing good. But I, who knows if Kevin O'Connell wants Kirk Cousins to be the guy after this season. Maybe he's unhappy with Kirk's play at times. And he wants to, you know, and he wants to go in a different direction. Maybe Quasey's unhappy with it. Maybe, you know, they. I'm sure they see the same things with Adam Thielen. I'm sure there's a lot of moves that are going to happen after the season is over, that Vikings fans are going to question, Vikings fans are going to love, we're all going to talk about them on Twitter, we're going to talk about them on this show. We just have to, and this is this is Philadelphia 76ers reference from a few years ago, just trust the process. You, you hired the GM, uh, he's going to make this team the way he wants to, O'Connell's going to coach it to probably some level of success, and we just have to, we just have to trust that those things are going to mesh together uh, just well enough to get one Super Bowl. And with this team that they have right now, it has meshed together to get them a guaranteed home playoff game, and they were in contention to have a first-round bye until the second-to-last week in the season. Yeah. So sky's not falling. Woohoo! Congratulations, Green Bay. You got your win over the Vikings. This, you know, it we we split every season with Green Bay, uh, you know, but somehow they still own the division, even though they split with the Vikings every year. Because when Green Bay splits with the pack, oh, when Green, Green Bay splits with us, well, they won the division, so who cares about that game? But when we split with Green Bay, holy cow! Did, can, do you uh, did you hear that the Minnesota Vikings lost to the Packers? Also, Jair Alexander. Did you hear that he owns Justin Jefferson? He's the best. I heard. He's the best DB in the league. That's why he's got six guys <laughs> hopping out of the back of a limousine with billy clubs like old English mobsters ready to mug Justin Jefferson. Just ridiculous. I mean, just ridiculous stuff. I'm, I hate One I just – no. One just quick thing on that. One of my friends I've talked about on this, on this show before, he uh, – he joked before the game and it's a little bit more of coping mechanism now, but it was actually said before the game. So I gave him credit. He said, you know, in, in years past, it was always, you know, when the Vikings would play the Packers, Packers fans would always make fun of us because it was our Super Bowl. Cause Hey, if we beat the Packers, it's a good season. <laughs> right. This was the Packers Super Bowl. It was. <laughs> um, they, if they didn't win the game yesterday, they would have been out of the playoffs for all intents and purposes, and we would have swept the Packers. They would have finished the season with a losing record. 
this was their Super Bowl. It was a playoff game. And so in some ways, it's kind of hilarious that how the tur- turntables have turned, as they say in the office. Wonderful quote. Um, yeah. I think so, it's funny that congrats like... Congrats on winning the Super Bowl, Green I Bay. I think it's very funny that the same Green Bay fans that laugh at like Big Cat from Barstool Spouts saying to Aaron Rodgers' face, my Super Bowl every year because he's a Chicago fan, my Super Bowl every year is watching the Packers choke in the playoffs. And Packers fans made fun of him, like, oh, typical Chicago guy, like, they suck, so they have to root for the Packers' downfall, yada, yada. Like, there's a very good chance that the Packers are going to lose to the Lions. The Lions are going to make the playoffs. Oh, Seattle, one of those two teams will make it. The Vikings will be in the playoffs, and the Packers fans are just going to be rooting for insult whatever team plays Minnesota to win the yep. playoffs or to win that playoff game because that's that's all they're going to care about. So there's a, still a great chance they could be on the outside looking in. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be it's all, it's a all fun good. fun fun ride. So, uh tune in on Wednesday, follow everybody on Twitter, follow you, do all the sponsorships and stuff like that. But most importantly, even in these trying times, remember what we say every week. Skull y'all. <laughs>